Well, good evening, and welcome once again to The Word in a Year. My name is Jason, and uh, I have the awesome privilege of being the host of this show, or this podcast, and uh, it's just super exciting to be able to come to you, um, to come together uh, every night, and be able to read the Word be able to pray, and as you know, um, we are in the middle of a month of prayer, and um, that month of prayer started on September 1st, and we're now in the 8th of September, and we've prayed for a number of days now, and we're going to continue to do so um, throughout this year, or throughout this month, and honestly, it doesn't need to be a month of prayer. Prayer needs to be a a daily occurrence that takes place in our life every single day until, um, well, not even until, until Jesus comes. Um, we need prayer. We need to, um, we need God to do some crazy, crazy things in this world. And we know that in the last days that perilous times are going to come. But I believe that the church can still play a major role in seeing people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior uh, before it's too late. And that takes us as believers being available and ready at a moment's notice to give an account of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And um, so that starts and that comes through the word of God in prayer that comes through knowing what it is that God would have for our lives and talking with him about it and talking with him about the plans and the purposes that he has and asking him to lead us and guide us and direct us and so that's what we're here to do tonight we're here to read the word and then we're here to pray and last night um, man I, I felt the presence of God uh, in my home, uh, right where I sit, man, I felt the presence of God. And I'm praying the same thing tonight. That when we sign off from this place, that you know you've been in the presence of God. You know, it doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter if we're at church. It doesn't matter if we're at work. It doesn't matter if we're walking down the street. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. If you're filled with His power and endued with His power from on high, then every single place that you go, you can feel His presence. Why? Because He's right there with you. And so that's the that's the goal, that's the, the, the challenge that we have is to every day walk in His presence, every day know and understand what he wants us to do and where he wants us to go and who he wants us to communicate with. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ. And so tonight, we're going to continue on in reading the book of Psalms. And we're in Psalms chapter 11. And so I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. I'm sorry, out of the New King James Version um, tonight. 
Actually, I'm sorry. We're in Psalms chapter 12. Psalms chapter 12. Reading in the New King James Version uh, tonight. Read with me. Psalms chapter 12 and verse 1. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. Who have said with our, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord, and I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side, when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Psalms chapter 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Psalms chapter 14. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable things. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call on the Lord? There they are in great fear. For God is with the generation of the righteous. You shame the counsel of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord brings back the captivity of his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Psalms chapter 15. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money as usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent, he who does these things shall never be moved. Psalms chapter 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the, ex the, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. 
Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. Lord, you are my, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And one more, chapter 17. Hear a just cause, O Lord. Attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. Let my vindication come from your presence. Let your eyes look on the things that are upright. You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me and found nothing. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men by the, works, by the word of your lips, I have kept away from the paths of the destroyer. Uphold my steps in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me and hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand. O you who save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings from the wicked who oppress me, from the deadly enemies who surround me. They have closed up their fat hearts. With their mouths they speak proudly. They have now surrounded us in our steps. They have set their eyes crouching down to the earth as a lion is eager to tear his prey and like a, a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, confront him, cast him down. Deliver my life from the wicked with your sword, with your hand from men, O Lord, from men of the world who have their portion in this life whose belly you fill with their hidden treasure. They are satisfied with children and leave the rest of their possession for their babes. As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. I want to go back to Psalms chapter 17 and starting in verse 3. Actually, let's start in verse 1. Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. You know, last night we talked about him being a just judge. Well, you know, there's a lot of causes in this world that we want him to hear about. And he looks at them and, you know, that's, that's something that is, that is just. That's something that is the right thing to be praying for. And so David is saying, hear this just cause. Hear this cause, Lord, and attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer. Catch this, which is not from deceitful lips. Did you understand that? That, you know, I think back to um, in the year that Uzziah, uh, King Uzziah died. The, the Bible says in Isaiah um, chapter 6, I believe it is. 
that I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. And Isaiah says this, all of the sudden I felt like I was unclean. All of the sudden I knew I was undone. And that I was a man of unclean lips and I dwelt around a people of unclean lips. And so I said, Lord, save me. Woe is me for I am unclean. And, and the Bible says that an angel flew from the throne of God and and flew down to the altar and took the tongs and and picked up one of the hot coals from the altar and came over and flew over to Isaiah and touched his lips and he was made clean and he saw the holiness of God he saw the presence of God did you know that we have got to give God our lips we have got to give God what it is that we say, our tongue, on a daily basis. You know, I'm reminded of that, of that old story that I'm sure I've probably told on here before. But there's this man that wakes up one day. And, man, he's feeling good. He's feeling real good. And he begins his prayer time and he says, God, I just want to... Uh, I just want to let you know I, I, I haven't cussed today. I haven't drank today. I haven't smoked cigarettes today. I haven't told anybody how bad they are today. <laughs> I haven't done all these things, but God, I'm about to get out of bed. And I need your help. I need you to help me to not do those things that the world says is okay. Help me to not do those things so that I can be your shining light. And so David makes a point here by saying, give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. We know deceitfulness is lying and malice and, and anger and all of those kind of things. And, and David is saying, listen, here I am. Here I am. I, I am. I am pleading my cause before you, God. And, and I'm asking you to attend to my cry. You know, he didn't say attend to my voice. He did not say attend to my prayer. He said attend to my cry. You know, there's a point of desperation that we have got to get to, especially in this month, this month of September, this month of prayer. We have got to get to the point where we are so desperate to see God do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think that when we pray it, it's a, a cry from our hearts. It's a cry from our innermost being and it wells up inside of us. And maybe it comes out in the form of tears and maybe it comes out in the form of, of, um, of, of groanings that cannot be uttered and, and all of the things. Maybe it comes out in, in the cry of the Holy Spirit and you just begin to pray in your prayer language uh, to God and, and He just wrecks you. That's what we need. We need to be wrecked by the presence of God so that when we come up against the situations that we're against right now, we are already prepared for what it is that we're about to do for God. It's called being prayed up. It's called being fired up. It's called being passionate about whatever it is that you're praying for. 
And so when we pray this month, I want us to be passionate about those things. And then he says this in verse 6. He says, I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me and hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand. So he says, Lord, I've called upon you, and I know you're going to hear me. So God, I, I just, I need you to just bend down, and I need you to just listen to me. I need you to hear what I'm saying, God. And then, God, I need you to show your marvelous, loving kindness by your right hand. And the Bible says in his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Right? It's at the very end of this passage of Scripture. They're pleasures forevermore. And we need to seek His face. Yes. And when we begin to seek His face, as uh, Tommy Tenney wrote a book, he wrote a book called One Night with the King. And in that book, he, he told a story about his daughter. He said, when I come home from work, my daughter, she has a game that she likes to play. She likes to play hide and seek. And so I'm tired and I don't want to play games and stuff, but she's super excited and she sees me and she runs around a corner and she hides from me. So I get down on my hands, my knees, and I begin to crawl around and she finds me and when she finds me she runs and she grabs a hold of my face and she knows that I'm there and she grabs me in a big bear hug and says how much she missed me today and all of those kind of things and he says it's time that we stop just seeking the hand of God and we start seeking the face of God because when we get so close to him that we begin to see his face guess what we're in his arms, in his hands, and everything that we need is there. Everything that we need, all of the things that we need in our lives are right there, but we need to seek his face and not just the hand of God. And so this is what David is doing. David is seeking the face of God, and he's saying, God, Incline your ear to me. And then in verse 7, he continues, Oh, you save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. And then he asks this, Keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me under the shadow of your wings from those wicked who oppress me, from my deadly enemies who surround me. God, keep me as the apple of your eye. Man, if we could just pray that every morning. If we could just pray, God, keep me as the apple of your eye today. God, keep me. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Because, God, there's going to be some people that are going to oppress me. There's going to be some people that are going to let me down, God. There's going to be some people that are going to get um, on my last nerve. There's going to be some people that are going to want to kill me. There's going to be some people that are going to want to hurt me. God, hide me under the shadow of your wings. You know, I want, I, I, my mind just continues to keep going back to those ones in Afghanistan. 
those ones that right now are on the front lines of the battle between good and evil. And they're there and they're staying faithful and they're doing the things that God wants them to do. But every single day, this has got to be their prayer. God, hide me. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. God, there's people that are oppressing me. There's people that are coming in on every side. God, there's deadly enemies who are surrounding me. God, keep me under the shadow of your wings. How many knows that when he hides you under the shadow of his wings, just the shadow of his wings? Oh, man. Just think how big that is. Just think about all the places that that can cover. When we're talking about God, when we're talking about the creator of the universe, if it's the shadow of his wings, those aren't even the real wings. Those are just the shadow. The shadow casts so much further than the actual thing. And and, and what we need to pray is we need to pray, God, hide us under the shadow of your wings. What that tells me is that David was looking for protection. David was looking for safety. David knew that his protection and his help came from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Mm. And church, that's what we need. We need the protection of God in our lives. We need protection from COVID. We need protection from the Delta variant. We need protection from whatever um, pestilence is going to come on this earth next. You know, we could look at this passage of scripture and think about all the deadly enemies that are surrounding us. And think about all the viruses and and all of those just terrible things that are surrounding us on every side. It seems like they're coming at us from the north, the south, the east, and the west. It seems like every day we hear more and more and more bad news about COVID and about another person losing their life to this terrible virus and we look at our churches and we go oh god protect us keep us under the shadow of your wing hide us keep me as the apple of your eye because god there's things around me that are that are deadly they don't want me to succeed they don't want me to survive but god you do You do. So God, tonight, incline your ear to me. Hear my speech. Show your marvelous, loving kindness. And so that's what I want to pray tonight. I want to pray a prayer of protection. You know, I've seen just in the last couple of days, ministers that have lost their lives to COVID ministers that have fought the good fight and they finished their race and whether COVID was the plan that that God had for them all along or this is just something that that came up nothing took God by surprise nothing and what we can rejoice about now 
is that they're in the kingdom of God. They're, they are literally in his presence right now and they're out of pain and they have brand new lungs and they have a brand new heart and they have a brand new body and they have a brand new everything. They've been completely made new. Everything that they've preached about their entire lives has come true. But you know, there's people that are left here on this earth asking why. And we don't know why. But God does. We don't know why we're still here, but God does. We don't know the plans and the purposes, but God does. And so what we need to pray is we need to pray that God would protect us and keep us. That God would make his face to shine upon us. That he would give us peace. That he would give us strength. That he would give us the courage and the ability to every day just continue on for him. To not give up. Yes, there have been some very sad moments over the last 18 months to two years. There's been a lot of things that have taken place and we've lost a lot of good people. But there's a lot of good people that are still here. God's protected and kept so many of us. And we can't take that for granted. We have got to remember that we are here for a reason. That he has kept us on this earth for a reason. When our reason is done, guess what? We get to go home. But until our job is done here on this earth, I believe that he has you in the palm of his hand. And he's protecting you. And he's keeping you. But every day, when you wake up, you need to pray this prayer. God, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who oppress me. And from my deadly enemies who surround me. So let's pray a prayer of protection tonight. Let's pray a prayer of protection over our families. Let's pray a prayer of protection over our bodies. Let's pray a prayer of protection over our churches. Let's pray a prayer of protection over our country and over our world in so many different ways. Protection from COVID, protection from the Delta variant, protection from the different viruses and the diseases, the cancer and the, um, the leukemia and all of the different diseases that come up. Let's pray a prayer of protection and healing for those that are dealing with that right now. Let's pray a prayer of protection over our military that are right now on the front lines fighting for your freedom. Let's pray a prayer of protection over our job places. Let's pray a, uh, pray a prayer of protection over the places that, that we go to on a daily basis. And we might have friend circles there. Or we might have, um, you know, maybe it's a school. Maybe it's a university. Whatever it is, let's pray a prayer of protection over every single one of those places. You know, we serve a big, big big, ginormous, massive, 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 the largest being in all of this entire world. And we serve that man, that, 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 um, 
the person that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We serve God. We serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We serve the great physician. We serve the great protector. We serve Jehovah Jireh. We serve a living, breathing God tonight. Right now, he is on his throne and he sees every single one of you right now. He sees you reading his word. He sees you praying. He sees you calling out your friends' names. He sees you calling out for your workplaces. He sees you calling out for your schools. He sees you calling out for your universities. He sees you calling out for COVID. He sees you calling out for the Delta variant. He sees you and he's sitting there right now. And he says, listen, I already know what you need before you even ask me. But guess what? Because you've asked. (sighs) And he just begins to release healing. He just begins to release the power. He just begins to release the boldness. He just begins to release the courage. He just begins to release the strength. He just begins to release all of these things directly from his throne room. And right into this world. And right into the places that you're praying for right now. He hears every single one of your prayers. So don't stop praying. Don't give up. As that old song says, don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give in. Remember, God is still on the throne. Don't give up. You're on the brink of your miracle. Don't give in. Remember, you are not alone. You're not alone. We're in this together, church. We are the army of God. We are the body of Christ. We're in this together. So let's pray. Heavenly Father. Lord, I feel your presence. And God, I feel your power. In such an incredible way right now, Father. Lord. There are countless hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people, God, around this world that are dealing with COVID-19. But we serve a big God. We serve a God, you, the creator of the universe, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the great physician. You are the great I am. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our healer. You are our baptizer. And you are all that we need. So Father, tonight, I join with my brothers and sisters in praying for those that have COVID-19. Father, I pray by your stripes they are healed in Jesus' name. Father, I pray you pour in the oil and the wine and you touch Every single person, God, that is sick. And you touch them by the power of God. 
in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that countless hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people, God, would come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior from the healing touch that they received through COVID-19. Father, I pray for those that have this Delta variant, this much more aggressive form of COVID-19. Father, I pray from the north, the south, the east, and the west, God, that you would touch every single person in Jesus' name. Lord, I know, God, I'm praying big tonight, Father, but I serve a big God. I serve a God that that flung the stars from your fingertips. God, I I serve uh, the the God that, that spoke the worlds into existence. I serve a God that divided darkness from light. I serve a God that sent his one and only begotten son to this earth to die a cruel sinner's death so that we could have life and we could have it more abundantly. I serve a God that cares more about us than anything else in this entire world. That agape love, that unconditional love that you have for us, God. And so, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, touch every single person. God, every cancer patient, every leukemia patient, God, every diabetic, Father, every single person that has sleep apnea, God, every single person, Lord God, that is dealing with a health condition uh, right now, Lord God, fibromyalgia, Lord God. I speak to that terrible disease and I demand it to go in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, have your perfect way in the lives and in the hearts and in the bodies of your believers and God, even those that have not accepted you yet as their personal Lord and Savior, God. I know, Father, that there are ones out there right now that are on the street corners, that are out there right now, Lord God, that are walking the streets, Father, that are out there right now, Lord God, that are sitting in bars and sitting in gentlemen's clubs and sitting in uh, whorehouses, Lord God, all across the city, all across the state, all across this nation and around this world, God. And Father, you have plans and you have purposes for their life. And so, Father, I'm praying, I'm praying, Lord God, that you would heal them by the power of God, that you would heal them of their backsliding, that you would heal them, O God, of everything that is going on in their bodies and in their lives in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over them right now in Jesus' name. We raise up a standard against the enemy right now in the name of Jesus and we ask a protection over them. Father, we pray once again for our unsaved loved ones. We pray for the friends that we know that don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior. God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would call the prodigals home, that you would call those home, Lord God, that have run from you for so long, God. Father, I pray for the ones that Uh, maybe, Lord, have never even heard of you or given you a second thought, Lord God. I pray right now in in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that wherever they're at in this world tonight, Father, that you would just send somebody by to be able to tell them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and they would get radically saved. 
and they would get transformed and they would get changed and they'd get filled up to overflowing and they would go out and they would tell others about you. Father, I pray for a massive revival to sweep this nation, to sweep the state of Alaska, to sweep the state of California, to sweep the state of Oregon, to sweep the state of Washington, Lord God. I pray for a revival to sweep Hawaii. I pray for a revival to sweep Germany. I pray for a revival, Lord God, to sweep through Australia, through the Philippines, Lord God. I pray, Father, that a revival would begin to flow, Lord God, from this place, Lord, and it would move out into the highways and the byways and it would compel them to come in Jesus name I pray that you would call workers into your field I pray Lord God that you would have your perfect way that you would do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think Father, I thank you that no matter how far we go from you, no matter how far we run, no matter how high we go, no matter how low we go, Lord God, we cannot outrun your love. We cannot outrun your arms. We cannot run out, outrun, Lord God, the stretch of your arms that you have out for us, God. And so, Father, I pray. I pray, Lord God. Touch hearts and lives. In Jesus' name. Father, we're going to give you all the praise. We're going to give you all the glory. For what you've done. For what you're doing. And most importantly, God. What you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Church, do you believe it? Do you believe it when he says that he's going to hide you under the shadow of his wings? Think about Psalms 91. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but let's go there for just a second in closing. Psalms 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him I will trust. Surely, He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your 
ways. Amen? Amen! I want us to just stop right there. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Listen, church. He's on your side. He's got your back and your front and your side. He's all around you. And he's there. He's there right now. And because you have made the Lord, who is your refuge, even the Most High, that place where you dwell, all of those things come with it. Church, be blessed tonight. Knowing that He is on the throne. Knowing that He is in control. And He's got your back. And He's there for you. And He's going to help you. And He's going to protect you. And He's going to keep you. And He's going to strengthen you. All the days of your life. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you. I pray God's richest blessings over you, over your family, over your relationships. And we'll see you tomorrow once again for the word in a year. God bless you.